1: we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, dot Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. fantasy footballers dfs podcast with your hosts kyle borgannoni and matthew betts
2: welcome in tuesday december 27th here on the fantasy footballers dfs podcast i'm your host kyle borgannoni and i am joined as always by matthew little mo with the gimpy leg bets
1: No comment. (laughs) No comment on that. And if no one knows what that reference is, people are going to be very, very confused when they start the show. And I hope that's the case for a lot of people this week.
2: (laughs) If you don't know the reference, shame on you.
1: Turn turn off the podcast if that's the case.
2: Go to your local Blockbuster, your Hollywood video, wherever you need to go, get a VHS tape of Home Alone 2, and you'll be fine because it plays rent-free in my mind and also my children's mind. And I can't tell if post-Christmas... It's a good thing that my kids still want to watch Home Alone, and it's also—I'm just going to say—a great thing that they think Home Alone Three is trash. They just—they started it and said this is so bad. But I—I'm I mean, not apologizing, lie, right? I—I I don't know anyone that's very pro. I, I'm listen. I'm a contrarian person. I like certain things that people don't like. I have yet to meet a person that is pro Home Alone Three.
1: Yeah, that's because it's terrible. That's that's just a fact. Yeah.
2: Speaking of facts. Uh, there's some, probably some processing that you and I need to have post, uh, you know, some of our home leagues, uh, some best ball stuff. I know you have a team that's still in it for best ball. We'll talk about, and yeah, week 16 was kind of the great equalizer that depending on how you play DFS, depending on what you ran out there in redraft league, I'm sorry, but a lot of projections just fell flat. Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Felt that Josh, one. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, you know?
1: Devontae Adams.
2: He plays football still?
1: The list goes on and on. It was a weird, weird week. And yeah, but And in the same aspect, didn't it, it kind of made sense in some ways, right? Like Steph Diggs, you know, didn't do anything in the weather game. And like the chalky game stack of the week was Minnesota and the Giants. And it just went bonkers. And if you didn't play it, you were stuck holding the bag. So it was a weird week for week 16 because it felt like some of the things that you thought would happen did. And then there was a few that you were just like, well... Guess we're moving on to next year.
2: <laughs> Let's talk about our Week 16 cash lineups so that we can turn the page because emotionally I'm not fully there yet.
0: Straight cash, homie.
2: First off, did you play Gardner Minshew?
1: I, I did. I didn't I didn't play enough of him. I played him in cash, obviously. We talked about that. I think we said, you know, if you get 18, 20 points, like you're probably happy. Uh, 28 DraftKings points. Yep, you'll take it. He was awesome, and I kind of, for me in, in cash, it was very clear, like you play him in GPPs. I tried to flip the build a little bit this week and just kind of get different. I played a lot of Justin Fields, hoping he would just run like crazy. That was a, a disaster. Played him a Mahomes team. I just didn't have the right pieces around it, and Gardner was optimal, even if you didn't stack him. If you just played him naked as your GPP quarterback, you know, he could still beat guys like Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. So Gardner was the dude in week 16, and that's why I love DFS, because no one saw that coming two, three, four weeks ago.
2: I do love that about DFS, that it, because it's a one-week sample, you get to delete what happens, and you get to see this is its own, it's its own biome. That's the word I'm going to use today, of what you get to see. Uh, so the salary savings you got with Gardner allowed you to spend up elsewhere. I almost felt like I had too much salary to work with, so the build that I went with was a three-running-back build that had Derrick Henry, who was super chalky, and then CMC and Dalvin Cook, which felt really cool to have that in a lineup except I missed out on my boy, Justin Jefferson. So that was probably my biggest downfall was once I had cook in my lineup, I was locked into, I'm not going to play Jefferson and cook in the same lineup. And I paid up for CMC who only finished up 13, whatever points.
1: Yeah. And CMC had a massive projection. I mean, it's hard not to project him with just a huge workload when you're going to get a team lead in target share and a ton of work on the ground as well. Um, Yeah. So he was a disappointment. I played him as well. I played Dalvin. Clearly that didn't work out. It was just a great spot for Dalvin on paper. I'm just, I was so in on that on that game and that matchup, and Dalvin was a big piece for me in it, both in cash and tournaments. So not the best week for me personally, but um, you know, like you said, you kind of take your lumps, you move on. I did play a couple uh, Jefferson lineups, which was awesome. I just didn't land on T.J. Hawkinson at all. Did you play Hawkinson this week? I did not. Okay, well, R.I.P. to us.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was not a great week. I will say for DFS. Um, and you can give a lot of excuses. You could say, Oh, it was Christmas. Um, but Hey, we get to move on. And the best part about DFS is that we still go all the way through the playoffs. You know, we're, we're continuing to do that. And then this week for week 17, if you're out for your main league, wherever you're at, you get to jump right in with us. So week 17 is a full, full slate. We're going to be talking about a lot of games, a lot of different outcomes. There's some really obvious spots early in the week. That I think people will pencil in and just say, "Okay, I know who I'm playing," like Jared Goff. Everyone's gonna be playing Jared Goff this week. But you can get all of our picks in the DFS Pass at dfspass.com. Our roster percentage report, which goes live and gives people the info they need to take down tournaments, and we've got some fun stuff coming up for the playoffs. Like, there's different contests we're gonna have. I even started dabbling in some different underdog stuff that I want to maybe get roll out to the people. uh, Just because I know this is breaking
1: news to me. No, you didn't even tell me that's before we recorded.
2: I've we've gotten the constant drip of people that said, Hey, I can't play this here, but I can play underdog here. So I might try to, you know, just release a couple of underdog related thoughts, maybe some underdog uh over unders that I might add in. Okay.
1: Okay, now we're talking.
2: Yeah, and, and the best part about underdog is it's a good gauge for the sports books, uh, and a good gauge if you use prize picks, any other place. But Betts and I play mostly on DraftKings Sportsbook because they're a sponsor and they're a great sponsor. Uh, But we're obviously super tight with people at Underdog as well, including a best ball team that you have live. But you can get all of that at DFSPass.com and use the promo code DFSPOD if you want to save some cash. Let's move on to Week 17.
0: State of the main slate.
2: Each week we refer to the DraftKings Sportsbook Alliance where Betts and myself play. You can go to sportsbook.draftkings.com. And before we move into this week's slate, there were a couple of season-long you know, wagers, season-long totals that hit, for especially for a lot of listeners that got to ride with us. So, I'm just going to give a shout-out to our Ravens who hit the over on their win total. That was one of the ones that you were strongest on.
1: It feels like they're limping by at this point, doesn't it? <laughs> like, each game is like 13 to 10 or something, and I'm just like, man, we just need to keep ca- catching the right side of variance. So yeah, we cashed that, and we cashed them to make the playoffs as well.
2: Yeah, no, that one felt good, and then Another one that we were pretty strong out of the gate, and this one's looked good for a while, but the Bears under also cashed. It was under seven wins when we took it, and uh, they're at three wins right now. So hey, great that Justin Fields is showing out for fantasy and great that they didn't win, but uh, so those are two season long ones that that hit for those of you that got that early on in the off season, and then the last one that I need to hit is Washington, Washington over the winter. they played Cleveland this week I like them they're favored please please don't screw it up but I could see Taylor Heineke or, or Carson Wentz or whoever they threw out there screwed up
1: I was gonna say be careful asking Taylor Heineke not to screw it up because you know who can come in and screw it up is your boy Carson Wentz so yes that, that looks good but also looks terrifying right now so we'll see what happens there um, real quickly I don't have this on the doc Kyle but did you see the latest odds for Justin Jefferson offensive player of the year
2: uh, I saw that he was the heavy favorite what is it at now
1: Minus 800 as of this morning, Tuesday morning. So that spend- is looking beautiful for us.
2: So I should go spend that money right now.
1: I mean, God willing, he doesn't get hurt this weekend or next weekend. It looks like a sure thing.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I, and you have a team still alive in, in underdog.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had a, I kind of up and down best ball season, like a couple teams that had a chance and just kind of caught the right ra- wrong side of variance in the last two weeks. I do have one team through, however, in the Pomeranian Superflex Finals. It is 236 people. Um, the field size was like sixteen thousand or something, so it's a small group that's still left. Five K up top to first. I think it was a three dollar entry if I remember correctly. So turning three bucks into five K would be uh not bad. And I can at least explain to my wife that this is worth doing and valuable to spend this much time on <laughs> each week. But it's it's a fun team. It's got some dark throat or dark dark horses rather for quarterbacks. I took uh Tyler Huntley with like the last pick in Superflex. It's got Carson Wentz, so if he starts, Josh Allen, it's kind of got some pieces that can get there in a uh, a fun week. So I'm excited to sweat that out for Week 17.
2: And if you want to keep going with the sweat, Papa Josh, our uh, community manager, handles all the Discord stuff, he's got a team that is live in the Puppy 3 Finals. And it's funny because Josh learned best ball this past year, like just first time, loved it. And would listen He read to the our... primer, didn't he? <laughs> he basically would read whatever we did and said, let's do that. Uh, And for some people that worked out better than others. But Josh is one of those people that I I love the story of, hey, I don't get all the nuance, but like teach me how to play the game the right way. And so he's got a team that's live in the final. Uh, We'll probably post that somewhere because he's got a sweet uh, Minnesota stack with Cousins, Jefferson, and then some running backs that could probably hit. So fun week, fun week for a lot of people to sweat out some stuff. Give me the slate context for week 17 because this is different than what we've had in a long time.
1: Yeah, this one, we, you know. you're talking about 10, 11-game slates, we got a 13-game slate on tap. So we have a ton of you know players available to us in the player pool. Interesting, though, that the different sites, at least what I've seen, are handling it differently. There was a Sunday Night Football game that was flexed out that was supposed to be Chargers and Rams. Now it's Steelers, Ravens flexed into Sunday Night Football. DraftKings has made the appropriate switch. They do not have that game in their player pool. But on FanDuel, they actually do still have Ravens and Steelers. I don't know if that's going to change by... You know Thursday, Friday or or what, but just wanted to point that out for people if they're playing on FanDuel. If you're super excited about playing the Ravens this week, you have to do it on FanDuel. You can't do it on DraftKings, but yeah, man, 13 games, it's a monster. We don't have a ton of those super high totals, even though we have a lot on the slate, and so it's a really interesting slate, I think, to break down.
2: I think a lot of people will look at this slate and go, oh yeah, I studied this week for best ball, and I remember all the matchups, but some of these matchups look way different Maybe you would have thought of, like, for instance, San Francisco against the Raiders. You're like, oh, Brock Purdy's on that team, and uh, Christian McCaffrey, like, he, you didn't actually think if those players would be you know meaningful in best ball or you know the matchups. But uh, you know, Sam Darnold, like, there's just so many players that when you get to week 17, like, oh, I didn't know Mike White was going to be the quarterback for this team, or uh, or that Russell Wilson would suck, and that game doesn't matter. So it's it's different than what we thought, but there are some awesome games on this slate. There's only one with a plus 50 total and it's shockingly high. Like the bears at the lions is at 52 right now. Do you think that total will stay?
1: I don't see how it comes down based off of the trend of what they've done when they play at home for the lions. Um, you're talking about the games going over almost every time they play at home. I think they're six and two to the over when they play at home. Those games are averaging a 63 combined point total And at home, only the Bills are better when they play at home than the Lions in terms of yards per play on offense. So I'd be surprised if it came down. Obviously, last week, the Lions put up a bit of a stinker on the road in Carolina. But prior to that, they were just, you know, humming on offense and playing ridiculously well. So I think the total will stay where it's at. I'd be surprised if it comes down.
2: We have some teams with some healthy team implied totals. The ones at the top are the Chiefs at 29.3. And the Lions is also hovering around twenty nine. Uh, So a lot of this isn't new to us, like just thinking about Chiefs games, leaning into double stacking Patrick Mahomes, and then Jared Goff at home is something we've talked about a lot this year. Some of these other teams that are in that 25 total are some NFC teams that have playoff aspirations. You know, the Eagles, they win this week. They can lock up the number one seed. The Packers want to keep winning so they can stay in it. Uh, against the Vikings, that'll be a fun game, and then the 49ers also have a 25-point team implied total against the Raiders. So we have some good matchups here. Not nearly the same weather implications or the low totals we had last week, where it's just across the board, like you didn't know what to do. I would say there are at least four games I find pretty stackable on the slate.
1: For sure, and yeah, and some of the games, like you said, that are kind of lower in the total, whether it be you know 47, 46 and a half, you know things like that. The spread isn't huge and you can see yourself getting into a game stack there for sure. And if that uh Lions and Bears game for some reason does fail, there's a lot of games that can beat it on this late. So yes, I agree with you. There's definitely a few that you can you can look at this week.
2: I think Goff will be the decision point. We'll talk about him in salary standouts, but we know what he can do. It's two seventy seven and two and a half is what he's averaged at home this year. So that's an awesome floor for cash. That game, you know, Fields is expensive. So you can't just say like, Oh, I'll pivot to the other side and just get different. Like it's pretty hard on the bear side to get anything further than fields and commit. Like you can't really pick a wide receiver right now, even though the matchup's great. So I don't know. It's intriguing to me when I think of the game theory of that, because most people look at it and say, I'm just going to play golf. I'm going to double stack golf and then, you know, maybe bring it back with a bear. Uh, I don't think you need a bear. You don't have to have one, but we'll talk about that game more. Is that going to be the most popular game of the week, though?
1: I think when you consider that Goff's probably the best right now, early in the week, cash game quarterback, salary adjusted, then it makes a lot of sense, especially on draft I think his price tag was down at, what we say, 5.6. I have on the dock here um, against Chicago. It's beautiful. You just talked about his splits at home, and people will lean into that. It's the highest total on the slate for a reason. And so if, if people are playing Jared Goff in cash, which I think is probably a fair thing to say early in the week then we know his pass catchers will get elevated. Um, Amonara St. Brown is going to be in play, of course, and so people are, are definitely going to be targeting the Lions on the slate.
2: And then DJ Chark has been you know, pretty hot recently too, so I could see a golf double stack in tournaments, and then if you want to bring it back with a Cole Komet, you totally can on the other side. Do we know any updates about Jamal Williams? Because I'm eternally angry at Dan Campbell for the way that they've utilized DeAndre Swift. They were down 20 points. And the dude has one catch, so you see
1: Swift's price tag this week.
2: I did not. He, I, he is he, five, five
1: point three.
2: He, he doesn't exist to me. I've actually it doesn't fil- matter. Yeah, I filtered him in all of our docs. That he's just gone. He's a ghost to me.
1: You just remove it from the the search engine on the site. You can't even search for his name.
2: Guys, can I just be real for a second? Yeah, I go ahead. Lost in my home <laughs> league, the one that I care about more than anything else, by .3. And we we brought it up on the main show. So if you want to look at it today, Andy brings it up in the worst way imaginable. But I lost because of the last catch from Michael Pittman, the very, very last catch where he's short of the sticks. I lost because of that, but also because DeAndre Swift is a turd and he does not exist.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, it is. It's wild to think about where we were in August. To where we've come with the Lions offense and how good they've been but Swift has not been and yeah it's wild man so we'll see what they do but yeah Jamal Williams injury just to speak to it a little bit they didn't really list anything specific they just said leg left leg to me it looked like his knee kind of got bent awkwardly ankle as well so I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the injury report with ankle or knee or both this week I think he will be limited but he did come back in very late in the game for a small number of touches in the fourth quarter so likely not super serious But it does give you some confidence to say, like, hey, if Jamal Williams is banged up, maybe we see, you know, Justin Jackson's 4K. Maybe he gets a couple goal line carries. Maybe, maybe this is the week Swift actually gets work. Or they just say, you know what, Jared Goff, let's throw more. So, yeah, there's a couple ways you can spin it. I'm interested to see what shakes out with Jamal Williams throughout the week.
2: On this slate, there's other games outside of this that I think can easily compete. You have listed on here Green Bay and Minnesota that it's been bet up from where it first started. If this game was in Minnesota, I think the total would be over 50. But uh, it's in Green Bay. I wish I I wish I wish could have more confidence in the Packers' offense to just say they're just going to go for it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a 20-point game this year. Not even one.
1: Yeah, but I think his guys can get there. You know, if it's a one-off play, like if Christian Watson's healthy, uh, this is the matchup that he can exploit easily. They've struggled with speedy receivers that can win downfield. We know he can do that. Alan Lazard, if Watson, for some reason, is out, I think is very much in play. And we also have to monitor um, Aaron Jones with his injury. He was banged up last week with an ankle. He's also been on the injury report with the shin issue for two or three weeks in a row prior to their bye week. So things are lining up pretty nicely to see a relatively, I think, condensed offense if things break right from an injury perspective for A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard, those types of guys. So even though, you know, Rodgers hasn't done it that much, like... It's a big game. They're awesome in December for whatever reason. They're at home. Minnesota's secondary is horrible. Every team is hitting their team total against them. So I think someone on Green Bay is going to have success this week.
2: I'm bitter. I'm just bitter at Aaron Rodgers too. What if I told you he was the quarterback I started in my home league?
1: Yeah, I saw the screenshots in, in Slack this morning. <laughs> I'm I sorry, needed
2: man. ten more passing yards from him. I, I there's just there's there's so many different levels. This is going
1: to sting for a while, isn't it?
2: Yes, especially because ugh, the losing on the last play of the week.
1: See, I, in my home league, I went up against a Jefferson-Hawkinson stack. And so for me, I knew my week was over like Saturday. And so I'm kind of past that point of grieving. I've accepted it. I'm moving on. I was in your shoes on Saturday, though.
2: I, last night, I was in the state of denial for grief which is why i looked at every single player in both of our lineups for stat corrections and went through all the game <laughs> logs and everything else
1: hand wrote it out every scenario that could happen
2: <laughs> i did i did say it though this morning out loud i said i there's there's no stat correction coming i just know it nope point you're three, done point three it's fine um which game do you want to be underweight on this week
1: yeah i have on the dock here tampa bay and carolina 39 and a half total is one of the lowest on the slate a but b if you've watched any of tampa's games over the last three four five six the entire season honestly weeks there's zero confidence you can have in this team unless they are pushed for some reason in the fourth quarter that's the only time we see them have success and truthfully i think it's because brady is taking control of the offense and if you're watching the game early in in the game first third first through third quarter I don't know what it is with this team's obsession in running the ball on first and 10 for 1.8 yards per carry. They just cannot do it, but they insist on doing it. And Carolina is a pretty good defense. They're surging at the right time under Steve Wilkes, who I think has done a great job with that team. I just have zero confidence in Tampa right now. This game total looks super low. And you know on the other side, Carolina wants to run the ball, You know, manage the clock, kind of have Sam Darnold in a game manager role. It's just hard to see this one getting there with how the Bucks are playing right now.
2: I'm going to say Cleveland at Washington is a game that I – pretty much I'm going to be staying away from Cleveland games. I've hit the under five in a row. And since Deshaun Watson's been the quarterback, they've averaged 15 points a game. It's pretty gross. The The game environment is gross. And also the Browns are a run funnel defense. They have been the entire year. And you saw in the cold weather this last week, it was just, they got to the point the saints who are just idiots, by the way, they said, Hey, why don't we use Taysom Hill? And then they just, you know, won the game that way. So I think you can see Washington just turtle up and give the ball to Brian Robinson 20-plus times. They're going to run the ball. They're going to protect it. They're trying to get in the playoffs. So that is a game where I just can't see myself wanting to stack it. You could get a one-off piece if you wanted to, but not something I'm trying to pursue. Which team are you most confident hits their over this week?
1: Yeah, assuming Christian Watson is available, I'm pretty bullish on Green Bay being able to hit 25 points. We just talked about it. The games for Minnesota are hitting the over easily, you know, weekly at this point, and their defense is giving it up to everyone. Eight of the last nine opponents they have faced have hit their team total, including seven straight. So I'm going to keep betting on that until it doesn't happen. Green Bay at home, 25 points.
2: All right, I'm going to give a weird one here. I think that the Cardinals, yeah, that's right. The Cardinals can beat their team total of 18.8 for some reason. The Cardinals are two and a half point road dogs to let's see uh, the Falcons. Uh, it's, it's a gross game. This is more saying I have confidence in James Connor and the workload that he's getting. And he's kind of underpriced. So uh, I would right now, like I already took <laughs> call it a happiness head. You want, uh, I already took Cardinals plus three and a half. And I think that line's going to move.
1: Oh, it's at plus three and a half. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Would you take, I don't Card- know. I don't, I don't know where I would land on that one, honestly. Cause like, I'm a Penn State guy. Trace McSorley is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and the offense looked, you know, incompetent whenever they had to have him drop back and pass. So I don't know, man. It, but it's a low total. And generally, when it's more than a field goal with a very, very low total, it makes sense to take the points.
2: Yeah. If Colt McCoy is starting, I'll feel even better about it. Uh, we'll have to wait on that information. Um, which team are you saying, you know what? Can't do it. That we, We've we called it the Denver broncos memorial award but i feel like we need to rebrand it based on your answer
1: although if you watch the broncos on christmas (laughs) the name still holds true (laughs) to a serious serious degree they were woeful on christmas um yes we should call this the jeff saturday memorial award i'm taking indy under 17 points on the road against a motivated giants team obviously still in the playoff hunt they need to win this game the the you know, Colts are clearly tanking by starting Nick Foles for zero reason. There's no reason to, to get a look at Nick Foles as your starting quarterback in week 16, but that's what they did. And how did it go, Kyle? Three points, three picks, 10 first downs, 107, three total scrimmage yards, three and a half yards per play is terrible. And no matter who's been under center, they've been bad at just moving the football and actually from an efficiency standpoint, 30th in EP play, EPA per play excuse me, over the last month. And Giants games hit the under all the time, 9 and 60 to the under this year. So Indy under 17 points on the road.
2: I'm going to say the Saints, they're falling apart. Um, I know they won this past week, and they've won really the last two, but in Philly, it's gross. Since week eight, this team is running the fewest plays per game and the second fewest points per game. Their games have also hit the under in seven of their last eight, and they've hit their team implied total just twice in their last eight games. So the Saints are not a team that I really want any part of, especially if Chris Olave's not back like, Sure, Chase, Rashid, Shahid, you could do that if you want. Uh, Kamara's always going to project well because we can see certain touches. But last week you saw that you know their head coach was like, I, you know, I don't know why he wasn't out there on third down. Like that's so frustrating. You are in charge of this team. Your best player is just not out in the field. So I don't have any trust in the Saints, and I think they're a team that you don't need this week.
1: I love that that happens every year, by the way, that you can just bank on at least some point in the season, a head coach saying, I I don't know why this is happening. Well, sir, uh, you're the only reason this is not happening. (laughs) But yet every year it happens. It's just, it's so bad.
2: I could see like some assistant like informing him, trying to be so nice. Like, by the way, you are in charge of this team. I'm just letting you know that it's your call. You can do it. Like David Johnson is on this team. Yes, but you can throw Alvin Kamara out there if you want to. (laughs) NFL is weird. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing, whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here, and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We've
2: got some salaries that we're going to look at this week, and I think people's process, you know, if you've been doing this for 16 weeks, you kind of get to this point where you're like, okay, I know what to do. This is just a good public service announcement too start fresh if you haven't done a notebook try it try it this week if you haven't done a spreadsheet try it this week if you haven't found a friend find a friend in our discord channel Uh, we think that's a really great thing that you can be a part of and bounce ideas off of but let's talk about these salary standouts
0: salary standouts
2: so on tuesday is your opinion going to change at all by friday like I, i see what we have in here in the dock of quarterbacks like what would cause you to move off of Jared Goff this week, who I'm just going to say it right now, 60-plus percent in cash?
1: Yeah, 5,600. I The only other player I would even consider, I think, at this point, just based off the information we have right now, Gardner Minshew played great last week. He's just 5,500. He's only $100 cheaper. The Saints, yeah, in theory, I guess they're a better defense than... Uh, Chicago, but again, we talked about it last week. It's still a good offensive line, still playmakers. All the things that we said about Minshew last week apply this week if he is the starter. But uh, you know, it's probably going to be between those two guys. I lean Golf. You know, one of the highest team totals on the slate. It's actually been bet up, by the way. It was when I wrote it up in the DFS pass for the Vegas report, um, a half point lower. And now it's a half point higher than what it, it was. So it's hard to poke holes in Golf. You know, Chicago has been terrible on defense. They're at home. We know the games go over at home and they roll there. So yeah i think he's the play this week
2: yeah i wanted to come on here and talk about justin fields as the pivot the contrarian play but at 7900 that's just so much more expensive that in tournaments i think we'll discuss this game on friday's podcast and how you can get different i I still love fields i still love the matchup but uh jared goff is probably going to be the one to stand out paying up for patrick Mahomes is expensive at home against denver and a team that hasn't covered the spread as much as we have wanted them to this year i mean that game this past week was ugly against seattle they covered but it was just not a great game that you wanted to really fully stack so we'll talk about more quarterbacks later on in the week at running back there's some good value this week where there's some guys in the 5k range that we have projectable volume that you and i like so give me a couple of names in the 5k range that interest us early in the week
1: Yeah, these are just situations we got to monitor, especially for A.J. Dillon. We talked about that with Aaron Jones. He's been a guy that's been banged up. We'll see what happens there. But if Dillon is the dude at 5.8, he makes a lot of sense. We know he can catch the football and contribute in all three phases of the offense. So love that. I also want to point out Tyler Algiers' price tag. I don't know if he's a cash viable play just because I I always love pass catching backs. But 5.3 against Arizona, we know that Atlanta wants to run the ball. The dude's getting a ton of work on the ground. 18 and 17 carries over the last two weeks makes a lot of sense and then also just point out again more injury uh situations to monitor justin jackson at 4k is the stone min for running back if you told me he was in line for the jamal williams role again maybe not in cash but just the price is so intriguing that i think he's at least in your player pool if jamal williams for some reason wouldn't play
2: yeah it's rare that we find a player at 4k that we could say hey they might get a couple of goal line looks with the second highest team implied total on the slate. Like It's not just you're saying, oh, here's a backup guy. This is a good team that we know is going to roll at home, so I like that price tag a lot. I mentioned earlier, I like James Conner at 7.2. I think he's a solid play against the Falcons, who are not a good defense, not a good defense against the run, and James Conner, quietly, over the last seven weeks, what if I told you he's the RB4?
1: He's getting so much work, too.
2: I, I feel pretty good because in my dynasty roster I traded for him mid season and now I am riding him to a victory. So feel pretty good about James Conner seven point two. Cam Akers, I have to mention him at six point one because of th- coming off of three touchdowns. He's against the Chargers. Are you interested at all or do you not want to hate yourself?
1: <laughs> you know what I, you know what would happen if I recommend him? He would come in get for some reason like 12 carries and just get benched for Kyron Williams. I mean, that's what would happen if you get in on Cam makers this week. But the matchup's there and it makes sense. So I'll have to kind of see how my builds work throughout the week. I, you know, at $300 more, you can get Travis Etienne. Jacksonville's rolling right now. They're at Houston. That's a game that, you know, I know that people are kind of saying like they don't necessarily need to win. They can win in, in week 18, but they'll still have motivation, I think, to have their guys out there. Um, Ken Walker is just $100 more. So there's ways that you can pivot around Cam makers that... I feel like if he does become popular, he's a player I think I'd be looking to fade in tournaments.
2: I would say right now, considering points, you know, considering our projections, salary, everything, Saquon Barkley at 8K feels safe, feels good. Feels like when I'm building my lineups, he's somebody I can plug in right now against Indianapolis. So early on in the week, I think it looks really good. They're 28th and fantasy points allowed to the running back position, and you saw Austin Eckler get in the end zone twice. So, Saquon looks good. You can go Austin Eckler, who's a little bit more expensive at $8,500. Uh, it just kind of comes down to how people build this week, and I still feel like there's a lot of information we need about these other running backs that are cheaper, and to say, hey, I'm going to plug this person in, but I think there's a good mix between 5K guys, some guys in the 6 7K range, and then if you want to spend up at Saquon, Eckler CMC they all look like they're in good spots I did want to mention Ramondre because I think he has a terrible taste in everyone's mouth uh, including me and you who have him in a couple spots where dude the lateral two weeks ago the fumble near the goal line this past week I love Ramondre and I want him to do well but oh man it's hard to click the button for someone who's made some boneheaded mistakes
1: Well, and last week, like if you would have told me that they were in a negative game script the entire time, I'd say, Oh, awesome. We're going to get eight, nine targets, you know, dump-offs from Mac Jones in obvious passing situations. And he really didn't get that much work. I don't know what that is. I have to go back and kind of look at things to see what what was going on. But yeah, he was rolling for a while. And obviously, this happens to any player in the NFL. And if the field does want to get off of him after just one game, then to me, he is a really interesting GPP target early in the week.
2: Man, I have a team that has Ramondre. I have Josh Jacobs on a team, DeAndre Swift. All of them were in spots where it's like, sweet, they're gonna get some pass ca-. like I think those guys combine for like three catches.
1: NFL's weird, man. It's, it's so sucks. hard to predict. <laughs> it's so it hard sucks to predict. So um
2: uh, at wide receiver, I love Keenan Allen, seven K. I think he's super safe. As always, he looked great on Monday night. Um, a cheaper guy in that game. So that is a Los Angeles showdown, Chargers and Rams. What do you think about Tutu Atwell? 3.6. Cheap cash. Not highly. Right off. Not highly. Uh, to be honest. Oh my gosh.
1: Um, is that a is I believe a short the direct joke? quote. I believe the direct quote. <laughs> it wasn't actually, but it should have been. Uh, from Andy yesterday was that he is a thimble. Was the direct quote? Um, you know, Tutu is a guy that you just, if he beats me in a tournament, this is the player of the week, by the way. If he beats me in Perfect. a tournament, he beats me. And so, therefore, you can guarantee 120 and three. From your boy Tutu, but I get it at the price tag three point six. The Chargers actually have been giving up some deep uh, plays, but if you're leading into Cam Akers and you're leading into the theory that they keep the game close and they run the ball, then I don't want Tutu in my lineups.
2: There's some other guys, especially the Packers' wide receivers. We have to see how that shakes out. Um, Romeo Dobbs is probably going to be the one that gets steamed up the most at four point seven. So him at four point seven, Drake London at four point nine. I think they both stand out as like hey you can project some good volume for them
1: for sure yeah and you know arizona has been down um, a couple of starters on defense they just lost buda baker to a shoulder injury as well one of their best playmakers on defense so things are trending i think in the right direction for drake london in this spot 4.9 you have 12 targets over the last three weeks Uh, you know he's a guy that you knew he's talented and he's a classic late season after the bye week getting that kind of rookie um ascension into stardom we're seeing a lot of good things from jake london 4.9 i don't know why they're not adjusting his price he just keeps getting double digit targets
2: makes me much happier as a falcons fan and those two teams when they play this week arizona and the Cardinals, they're basically playing for draft position because they're basically right next to each other so yep. go try you want your hardest falcons you
1: want the the cardinals to win of course right
2: yes that's why i already picked cardinals plus three and a half like there you go this is the way to do it um some expensive guys amon raw and is going to be stacked with jared Goff in a lot of cash formats and it makes sense at 7.8 he's good at the game and jared Goff likes him is jared Goff their quarterback next year
1: i think so based off of how they've played and how he's played they've shown they can win with him and i think i'm not saying it's right or wrong i just think that that they've built the team around him in a way that works i think he actually probably has a chance to be the starter next year
2: that is a crazy turn of events where you look at the different moves like, you know, them trading Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, all the, all those kind of like swaps and you go, huh, that worked out very differently. Cause at the time we were like, oh, they have Jared Goff's monster contract. What idiots, the lions are terrible. And you know what? They probably still won't make the playoffs bets.
1: <laughs> Why are you so happy when you say that Kyle?
2: I'm just pointing out that this team that everyone is so behind.
1: It's okay to have fun once in a while, you know.
2: Oh, I'm having fun with my Vikings. The Vikings are a fun team.
1: Just catching lightning in a bottle. Right side of variance every single week. And they're, they're, they're actually hit. underdogs this, this week. Did you see that in Green Bay? Three-point dogs. I
2: did see that. Uh, one more name I want to mention because I wanted to give your thoughts. I haven't talked this out to you. Tyreek Hill is 8.9. It's pretty expensive. He's at New England, and he probably will be without Tua. What are your thoughts about that?
1: I mean, that happened in the... Uh, it was like the end of September, that Week Four game, I think it was something like that. Week Five, maybe I don't know. The season feels like years at this point, but uh, you, he he succeeded with uh, Bridgewater in there. So I don't know that he's a priority playing cash by any means. If anyone said you want to fade the narrative that Tua, you know, means so much to Tyreek, Tua has not been the same quarterback he was earlier in the year. So I don't think it's as big of a downgrade personally, based off of what he's done in the last three, four, five weeks for Tua. So. If the field is off, Tyreek for a GPP play to spend up and be contrarian there, I think he is very much in play.
2: All right, you're, you're thinking the way I'm thinking because Theodore Bridgewater has always been a favorite on this on this podcast. But
1: he's a great point to, guard. He knows where to put the ball. He knows who to get it in his playmakers' he's, hands.
2: He's Chris Paul, but like a like a diet version of Chris Paul.
1: Right, exactly. Teddy uh, T.
2: Who's the diet version of Chris Paul in the NBA? I'll figure that out in a little bit, but. Yeah, in two games with Teddy Bridgewater that he fully played, because there was a game where Teddy started and then he got knocked out. But in two full games where it was mostly Teddy at quarterback, fifteen and fourteen targets for Tyree Kill. So I don't. I, who knows if there are more quality targets, but I think we can project the same kind of volume. And if he's going to come in way lower because of that narrative, then I think he's an interesting. So I just want to point out his price, Justin Jefferson. He is in pursuit. What is it, 209 yards he needs?
1: Yeah, something like that. I know it's just over 200.
2: Yeah, and we would love it. We would feel great. Justin Jefferson is 9.2 on FanDuel, 9.5 on DK. So that tells us that, hey, he's a priority on FanDuel this week. He's underpriced, and he's awesome. At Titan this week, I'm struggling when I was first looking at my lineups because there's kind of this stair-stepped approach of like, if you want to punt, you can punt. If you want to go up a little bit more, you can. If you want to go in the 4K range with Evan Ingram, you can. If you want to go up to TJ Hawkinson, if you want to go up to Kelsey, like there's probably four or five options you could do this week.
1: Yeah, and I hate spending four, you 4.4, know, 4.5 4. for tight ends. It just hasn't worked out historically because the floor for those guys is the same as the 3K guys. And if you're, if there's a chance that you're tight end air balls, which there is every week, you might as well save money. That said, Evan Ingram's role, it's hard not to watch the Jaguars play and want to buy into what Doug Peterson is doing with Evan Ingram, which is short crossers, get the ball in his hands, let him just run with the ball in his hands. Don't make him make contested catches, which he right. struggled with. It's been really, really encouraging, actually, for Evan Ingram. So 4.4, Houston, I mean, he makes a lot of sense. If you do want to save more salary, I do think Kate Otten is an interesting name. I talked about the concerns with the Bucks, which are very real, but at 3.2, Last week, we saw a massive shift in how they're using their tight ends. 40 routes for Otten, five routes for uh, Cam and Before that, they were basically splitting work. So I think Kate Otten is a fine pump play.
2: Yeah, Otten is in top three in routes running the position over the last month. So that's all you can really ask for for a tight end at 3.2. Jelani Woods at 2.8 is super cheap considering this is kind of the Colts thing right now is get a bunch of tall dudes out there and run little drags and... But if it's Nick Foles, I don't want any part of it. Sorry, can't do it. Uh, but he's cheap. But TJ Hawkinson, I hate paying that price because of what he did last week at 5.4. I I might just say, hey, this is somebody I'm going to stack in tournaments. But in cash, 5.4 is a lot for a tight end.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can get there in cash just because I think some of the wide receivers are more of a priority. I think Saquon might be a priority running back play. So it's tough to fit the 5K uh, tight ends Um, you know and Hawkinson coming off a game which was just unreal and granted like they're scheming him plays so I'm not saying he's not a good play in tournaments it's just at 5.4 it's tough to go there like you said after a career day last week
2: at defense there's a lot of different ways you can go I would say my advice is if you've been searching for I need to play this team against a bad offense that hasn't worked out super well recently like anybody who said I got to play you know, the Titans against the Texans or the Cowboys against the Texans or the Chiefs. Like, that hasn't worked well. I'm looking for teams that actually can rush, uh, rush the passer and are playing really bad quarterbacks. So, you know, the Chargers are going to be expensive this week, but if it's Nick Foles, that's great. In this middle price, you know, 2K range, the Falcons at home as three-point favorites against the Cardinals, I think they look solid if it's McSorley at 27 the Patriots at home at 2.6. Like what was weird about the Patriots this past week is they were getting looked like they were going to get blown out in the first half. And then in the second half, they had a defensive touchdown, a couple of interceptions. Like they were a great defense. If you played them this past week.
1: Yeah. And just to speak to to one more thing to look at with uh, defenses, like sometimes we think about, Oh yeah, this team doesn't have a good total. They're super conservative. Like if you played, I don't know the Browns last week against Andy Dalton and those guys like they ran the ball so much that it's hard to create opportunities for sacks interceptions you know strip sacks stuff like that so I'm looking as well for teams that are very willing to drop back and that leads me this week to Carolina at 2.4 against Tom Brady and the Bucks you talk about an offensive line with just injuries all over the place Um, they're in shambles they're a mess Tom Brady's yelling at his players and you know, it's just a mess in Tampa, and so I think a two point four for Carolina, they're going to be very popular in tournaments. But I, I'm are in, uh, in cash as well. I'm okay to go there in cash. They'd be a fade for me in tournaments, though.
2: I would be so happy if the Panthers made the playoffs. Like, it'd be incredible, be
1: awesome. man. It'd be. I, I was. They're just left for dead. I mean, for good reason, obviously. When Matt Rule was there, they've been really good with Steve Wilkes. Like, they're actually playing hard for him, so it's it's fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I have their over. I don't. Did you take that over? I did not. I was at six wins, so I've already got my money back. But give me, give me, uh, give me a little bit more, and uh, we could be talking talking Panthers. Yeah, it's you know if they win and they beat the Buccaneers and they you know they get the NFC South, they will host a home playoff game, likely against the Cowboys.
1: That would be awesome, good for Carolina if that happens. No, it'd be great. And truthfully, like there, no one is a threat, obviously in that division. But if there is anyone that could pull off an upset, like Tampa, the way they're playing right now is not going to happen. I, Carolina could surprise someone. They were not giving a chance at all at home against the Lions last week. Ran all over them. So we'll see.
2: If you want to play with us, you can go to ballersdfs.com. It will direct you to our DraftKings League, Fannies Footballers DFS Borg plus bets. We have some fun contests coming up, including some playoff contests that you will want to be a part of as we get past week 18. So make sure you jump in there at ballersdfs.com. Bets. Sign us off.
1: Yes, sir. I love those playoff contests, by the way. They're super fun. So, yeah, get ready for that. But we got two more weeks of regular season to go. Make sure you're in the DFS Pass, and we will see you guys on Friday for a full breakdown of the Week 17 slate. Have a great week.
0: Edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. ease. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app today.